Back up top, shot through traffic, save made, follow-up try, that one hits a body in front, and a score! It's a score! It's a score! And the Ice Bears have a 4-3 lead with 30 seconds remaining in the hockey game! Oh, what a hit! Welcome to the SPHL in Knoxville! Comes in on the right side, through the right circle, taking it and fed across, they score! Oh, yes! And the Ice Bears win 3-2 in overtime! Welcome in to the Knoxville Ice Bears podcast. I'm Joel Silverberg. Thank you for checking out the KIB pod, whether you're doing so on Apple, Google, or Spotify. Thank you so much for taking the time to listen to the Knoxville Ice Bears podcast. There is a lot to unpack in the last 72 hours as far as Ice Bears news is concerned. So we're going to get right to it. Brent Clark is no longer the head coach of the Knoxville Ice Bears. You saw that news break on Monday morning. Brent announced to the team in a brief meeting a Sunday afternoon after the team had returned home from Saturday night's road game in Fayetteville that he would be stepping down as head coach of the organization. Uh, as of right now, Andrew Harrison, the assistant coach, is the interim head coach uh, with general manager Mike Murray um, acting uh, in in aiding role uh, on the hockey ops side of things. So you've which we've seen before in times last year where uh, you know Brent Clark had some weather issues uh, when he had gone home to visit Watertown, had trouble getting back uh, due to weather restrictions. Um, there was also a suspension that Clark had to serve last season. So during those times, you saw Harrison and Murray on the bench together, and so that's going to be the case for. This upcoming weekend with the three-game weekend that Knoxville has coming up with Huntsville on Thursday and then Pensacola on Friday and Saturday. Uh, stopped by practice for a little bit Tuesday morning. Um, you know, Mike Murray was on the ice, but it was Andrew Harrison that was run, running practice, coaching guys up, um, handling certain situations in, in one-on-one and, and running drills. So, um, obviously, this is a new role for Andrew Harrison, who... You know, is obviously, you know, he's got a, a prior relationship with Brent Clark. He played for him in Watertown. They were teammates together at, at one point during their SPHL days in Pensacola, and then obviously coached together since the start of last season. Um, and, and so this was not the, this is not the start to the season that anybody envisioned. I, and I think a lot of people could have anticipated that Knoxville might have taken a step back, especially offensively, because you're talking about losing three all SPHL players in Rourke Russell, Dino Balsamo, and Justin McDonald. And McDonald, of course, was the league MVP. And you lost a lot of other talented forwards as well. You lost Rasmus Waxen back, Jagger Williamson, just to name a couple. There's a lot more. And, um, you know, Bailey Conger was traded to Evansville. And so there's a lot of talent that just didn't return this season. And so you know, naturally you expect that to be the case where you're going to take a bit of a step back, but I don't think anybody anticipated this. I don't think Brent Clark and Andrew Harrison anticipated this. Mike Murray didn't anticipate this. And so with an 0-6 start and only seven goals scored and giving up five goals a game, you know, it's just one of those situations where, you know, a change ultimately had to be made. And while Clark tried to revamp the roster the week prior, ultimately there's, you know, clearly just something that's gone sideways with this team. And so Clark ultimately decided to step down and Harrison is now taking the reins and trying to do everything that he can to have this team ready for what is a big three games, because there are still 50 games left to be played in this season. So regardless of whether 
Knoxville makes coaching changes, whether it makes player changes, whether, you know, it, you know, whether things get better or they don't, 50 games are going to be played by the Knoxville Ice Bears for the rest of the season. That's just happening. And so it's a matter of are players going to buy in to the new regime? Are they going to try to find ways to win? Or is it going to be too difficult to overturn the the morale situation and it might be difficult to move forward? One of those two things is going to happen. Now, I think there's buy-in from these guys. You know, there was a lot of positive energy out there during practice on Tuesday. I think guys, I think any time in professional sports, whenever a coach is let go due to on-field or on-ice performance issues, I, I would imagine that there's always, to a degree, I think players feel partially responsible because there's always that side of, well, if, if we had played better, if we had won more, then, you know, the coach would still have a job. And obviously there are, you know, we, we see situations where, you know, seasons don't necessarily get better when there are in-season coaching changes. There are some times where they do get better when there are in-season coaching changes. And obviously it's still too early to tell what that's going to look like this season. Um, there's been a lot of chatter about how things do have to improve and nobody's content you know, this was not a situation where, you know, Brent Clark walked into this season feeling like everything was just going to to cruise to, you know, easy wins and stuff like that. But I think there was belief in the systems um, that led to, you know, a, a pretty much of almost entirely new team last year being the highest scoring team in the league. Um, guys making individual plays when they needed to. There was a lot of cohesion, I thought, when it came to the offensive unit. The power play unit was one of the best in the league. And then obviously there were issues on the back end and, you know, defensive breakdowns that really hurt Knoxville down the last six weeks of the season. But I think there was, I don't want to say there was a lot of optimism, but I, I thought there was intrigue with this lineup. I, I thought there were guys that you, you have a lot of OHL guys on this team. You have a WHL guy on this team. You have a former NHL draft pick. You have guys with AHL experience. And so anytime you have that level of talent, I think there's always intrigue as to what it can look like on the ice. It's just a matter of, you know, was the product going to come together? And through six games, it hasn't for Knoxville. And there, there's nothing to sugarcoat. It's just, it's been bad. It's been tough. And the players know it. And the players aren't happy. The players want to be better. They want to see better results. Knoxville's 0-6. The organization had never started 0-2. Like, think about that. It 22 seasons before the organization started 0-2, began a season with two regulation losses. Knoxville's previous worst start was going 0-2-1 in 2008. And all three of those losses were one-goal games. And that second loss this season was an overtime loss to Columbus in overtime. Knoxville won the President's Cup that year. And obviously, it's a different situation. You know, those are competitive losses. You can bounce back from competitive losses. Knoxville has only been within one goal once. Its other five losses have been by three goals or more. Penalty kill is struggling to keep the puck out of the net. The power play has yet to put the puck in the net. Knoxville has two shorthanded goals allowed before it scored a power play goal. Knoxville has scored a shorthanded goal before it has scored a power play goal. And while there were certain things that I think you started to see come together a little bit in the home-and-home -home series against Fayetteville, it's still a long way to go for this team. And Knoxville has yet to play a full 60-minute game where the cohesion has really been there. And even in the the one close game that Knoxville has played, the two to one loss to Macon, you've got a you've got a bad breakout where the defense is a little bit slow to get back and CJ Hayes is able to get on a breakaway from the right wall. 
it just shouldn't happen. And so, and it starts with an offensive zone turnover. So, you know, you don't want to just say, oh, well, the defense gave up a breakaway. Well, the breakaway was there because the offense turned the puck over in the offensive zone. And so that stuff shouldn't happen. And, you know, those are issues that guys want to correct. The guys are working hard in practice. You heard Brady Florence interview on the broadcast on Saturday. I don't think there's just chatter from him or saying what he's supposed to be saying. I think he really believes that, hey, there's, you know, there are pieces here that we can work with that we can win. And you don't see Brady giving up out there. You see him, you know, putting in the hustle to go score a shorthanded goal when his team's down four to one and there's only three minutes left to go in the hockey game. So there's leadership within the organization. Jason Price is, you know, a guy that's been in Knoxville for a long time. He's been in the SPHL for a long time. He, I can tell you, he's, you know, if you guys know Jason, you know he's one of the nicest guys around. You're one of the nicest hockey players that you'll ever meet. He is not happy right now with an 0-6 record. You know, that's the captain in him. That's the player in him. That's the, you know, the former assistant coach in him that is unhappy to see the results that we're seeing right now. And Andrew Harrison has been around the game his whole life. You know, he wants to turn this season around. He wants to get through this. But beyond that, he wants to get this team back to winning again. So there, there is, I think, buy-in and belief within the locker room. And obviously, there are still changes that have to be made. And you saw that earlier in the week. Obviously, you know, the unfortunate news is that Zane Steves, who suffered an injury in Saturday's game at Fayetteville, was placed on the 30-day IR with a lower body injury. So he's going to be out of commission until December. But you also saw, hey, the team parted ways with Zach Sirota and Alex Basie. And those are not always easy decisions when you have to cut guys, but the idea is we got to bring new pieces in. And so that's what the team is in the process of doing right now. And while I, you know, think, you know, ultimately it was just a matter of you get off to a tough start of the season, morale can drop pretty quickly. That's how professional sports go sometimes. And so, you know, it's always it's always sad to see when people have to leave, whether it's players getting cut or whether it's coaches that have to leave. And th- this is new territory for Knoxville. Knoxville has never been in this situation from a results standpoint. Knoxville has never had to make an in-season coaching change. It's it's never happened in 22 seasons. You know, coaches normally leave or aren't renewed during the offseason. You know, in, in the time that I've been here, Mike Cragen, his contract wasn't renewed after the uh, 2017 playoffs. And then Jeff Carr took the job with the Norfolk Admirals in the ECHL after the 2022 playoffs. So it, it, there's been that offseason where you have the opportunity. You know, Scott Hillman took the took an ECHL job. I believe that was with the Mavericks uh, after his back-to-back championships. So that's normally what happens is, you know, guys make these moves during the offseason, whether they leave on their own terms or whether they leave on the terms of the organization. And so normally there's that time to do that. And you know, fortunately, Knoxville's in a situation where there was an assistant coach in place. And and for what it's worth, I, I think the players really respect Harry a lot. I really do. Um, I think the guys look up to him. A lot of them have, have probably, you know, played against him. Uh, it was kind of funny. J- uh, Jason and Harry actually played against each other a lot in juniors uh, in the Null. So that was uh, kind of funny to hear some of their stories about how they would always play against each other. Apparently, one year they had the top two teams in the league and they would beat everybody else, and then they kind of just battle against each other. So, um, you know, kind of cool to see how back, how far back some of these relationships work. But you also have Jason Price that can be kind of an on ice coach for these guys too. So you have you have a lot of coaching minds in there. And for those who don't know much about um, Andrew Harrison's coaching pedigree, it, you know, this was his second year 
as a staffer in any capacity. You know, last year was his first year in the coaching world where he was Brent Clark's assistant coach. The year before, he was in Watertown playing for Brent Clark. Um, but his, you know, father Steve is also a longtime coach. Harry's won championships playing for his dad. Um, the the elder Harrison is currently in Carolina right now in the FPHL as a head coach, so he's gotten back into coaching. So there is a you know, there's a lot of resources for Harry to work with, um, and, you know, especially having a great hockey mind like Mike Murray, who knows the game incredibly well um, and is willing to take time to work with these guys. You know, I, I just Knoxville has not given up on the season yet. And I think it's important to make that clear that the Ice Bears organization isn't doing that. And look, it's been bad. Like nobody thinks there's been, you know, it's been good. There are a lot of changes and improvements that have to be made in a very short amount of time. Because those three games are happening this weekend. So nobody's content. We're not going to pretend that everything is just fine and dandy and that we've still got time. There are issues that, you know, on the ice that need to be fixed. And that's what the coaching staff is trying to do right now is trying to correct those issues and obviously trying to find, you know, to make sure that there's a a suitable goaltender to replace Zane Steves. uh, So that way it's not entirely Christian Stead having to do everything on his own. And I don't think goaltending's been the issue. That's why it's such a tough break for Knoxville because I thought Zane you know, it really played really well. You know, I know that it's easy to look at a player's goals against average and say, well, you know, the goalie's numbers aren't that good. Yeah, okay, he gave six goals up at Birmingham, but he also had to face 55 shots. He gave up three goals on 36 shots at Fayetteville, but the third goal, well, he is when he got injured. And the other two plays are, you know, kind of let a possession go too long in the zone on that shot from the left circle. And then a power play goal where the penalty kill unit just failed to get a clear. So, it's a, you know, it's obviously very difficult circumstances right now for the organization, but, you know, it's just our job to keep moving on and to keep pressing on. And, you know, there's no draft in this league, so there's no point in tanking and there's no point in mailing it out on the season. And at the same time, it's a 10 team league where eight teams get into the playoffs. So, yes, it's it's very frustrating for teams that don't make the postseason because you have such a wide margin for error. But it also means if you get off to a start like this. If you get the right talent in, if you get the right systems going, if you get the confidence within the guys that you have in the locker room now to go out and start pulling out some wins, if they can catch fire at any point in the season, that can be the difference between making the playoffs and going home after the second weekend in April. So there's a lot of wait and see, but as of right now, that's the situation that the team is in. Brent Clark, no longer the head coach. Andrew Harrison is the interim. And Mike Murray will be aiding in the hockey ops department as much as he can. And I think you've got an organization that's willing to put all hands on deck to try to help this team become successful because, you know, Mike Murray, having worked with him now for, this is my 10th season with the organization, he is incredibly, incredibly competitive. He's not going to let this team go 0-56. And he's not going to just sit around and wait for this team to finish outside the playoff push without some sort of a fight. So he's going to try to do everything he can to make sure that Knoxville is competitive by the time April comes around. I appreciate you listening to the Knoxville Ice Bears podcast. We'll have the call for you for Thursday night's game in Huntsville at 8 o'clock Eastern time on 92.5 WKCE. You can also listen to the Knoxville Ice Bears game day app. Thank you for listening to the Knoxville Ice Bears podcast.